while, we can just wait on the Lord. That's what we're going to deal with this morning. How to wait on the Lord. First principle we're going to try to deal with this morning. If you can help me announce your neighbor, just simply tell them, stop. Yes, 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 yes. Looking in Exodus, the 14th chapter in the Old Testament, picking up where Moses is leading them out of Egypt. We're going to look how they had to wait on the Lord. And they had an instruction of simply that they just need to stop. Hopefully somebody might cast that before we go home. The Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus, right there, uh, 14th chapter. We're going to look at verses 10 to 14 to lift those verses. Uh, but if you will, I want to give a, a context verse, if you will. Uh, if you can look at verse 4. If you're not there, say, hold on. Amen. If you're there, say, let us begin. Amen. You're welcome to stand in reading and honoring of God's word. I'll be reading from uh, the New Living uh, Translation. And it says, And once again I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will chase after you. I have planned this in order to display my glory through Pharaoh and his whole army. After this, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So the Israelites camped there as they were told. Verse 10. As Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up and panicked when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. They cried out to the Lord. And they said to Moses, why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? We said, leave us alone. Let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It is better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. But Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Again, looking at verse 13, it says, but Moses told the people, don't be afraid. One translation says, do not fear or have no fear or fear ye not. Just stand still or stand firm and see the deliverance or the salvation or watch the rescue of the Lord today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Praise God for his word for the people of God. You may be seated. Picking up on this text, trying to deal with the theme of just simply 
stop. Many of us in our lives move so much that we don't take the time to stop. We are constant in motion. Think about it for a moment. Uh, many of us have our cell phones with us right now. And many of us will not leave our house without our cell phones. Many of us have a Bluetooth device or earphones that we can put those earpiece in our ears so while we're driving, while we're walking, while we might even be working out, that no matter who calls, we're able to answer the call. What it suggests to us that we have come to the understanding that we are so busy that we, in order for us to stay connected, that we have our phone with us at all times, no matter where we are, so that we can stay connected and multitask. Am I talking to somebody this morning? So while we're shopping at the grocery store, I can still talk on the phone. While I might be at work, I can still talk on the phone. I might be working out at the gym, I can still talk on the phone. I may be sitting down watching a TV so I can still still talk on the phone. It suggests to us that we are so constantly in motion that when we do stand still, we don't know what to do. That when you get in a traffic jam, it seems like time moves to a crawl. You're wondering how long can you stay at this traffic light? How long can you stay in this traffic? But as long as you're moving, you seem to be okay. Am I talking to somebody this morning? I don't know about you, but I, I, I look for paths where I don't have stops. When I know a path to go somewhere where there's not traffic lights, I go that path where I just got to make right turns because you can get there quick with just right turns. I try to find that right turn path. Am I talking to somebody here this morning? And, and, and so in that time frame, I, I like to be moving. I don't like to stand still. But yet, since we know we like to move, traffic knows we like to move, that's why they give us signs. Uh-oh. They put up yield. They put up stop signs. They give you warning, railroad crossing, you might want to slow down, or they give those traffic calming, huh? those humps, those speed bumps, those ridges to let you know that you might want to slow down. And, and, and I don't know about you, but I've realized that a stop sign done saved my life many a times. Because if I was in as much as a hurry as I thought I was and I kept on driving, I would have met a truck. Or the truck would have met me. And I might not have met anybody else. Hello, somebody. And in that process, I realized that that stop sign let me know that if I stopped and observed, I can see what's coming. You know how the saying goes, how you need to stop to smell the roses? means you need to sometimes need to stand still and enjoy the scenery, appreciate what's going on. But sometimes we get so busy in life, we don't appreciate what's right there in front of us. Here we have the Egyptians chasing after the Israelites. And the Israelites are complaining. They're murmuring. They have suggestions how they should go back and flee. How it was, was better to be in Egypt. They see their enemy coming there. They're just, just anxious and nervous and just crossing, uh, uh, confusing amongst themselves, wondering what's going to happen. 
But yet, I want to highlight when I looked at verse 4, realize here, closely here, that all this is being done, that who can receive the glory? So that God can receive the glory. If you have not caught on yet, I want you to realize that as much as people call and tell you how good you are, as much as people may pat you on the back, as much as people may shake your hand and say you're a good person, you, he's a mighty good fellow, you're such a great young woman, you need to, I need you to realize and step back for a moment and realize that you're not the main character. It says here that it's all being done so that who can receive the glory? That God can receive the glory. Am I talking to somebody here this morning? That, that many times in our lives we make it all about us that we forget who it's really about. It's all about him. And so instead of complaining about, oh, woe is me, go to the one in charge. And, and so they're complaining, they're yelling, they, they see the enemy coming on them, and he's coming with a great army. It says, all the chariots, y'all, all the horsemen of Pharaoh himself is coming to see about the business, say, what did we do? Letting the Israelites go. I, I don't know about you, but sometimes in your life that you might feel like you are outnumbered, that the odds are stacked up against you, that the report you heard dampens your outlook in life. You, you, you thought you had good news, but you found out you had bad news. You thought you had a little house on the prairie, but you got nightmare on M Street. You thought you are going to have a good report from the doctor, but it lets you know that you have ran into certain situations that's not going to work out. And we start worrying about complaining. We start murmuring. But yet if we can just follow Moses' instructions and just stand still. Or in other words, tell your neighbor, just stop. Because too much in our lives, we're trying to do too much. And we let God do too little. Do you understand that if we just let God be God, our lives will be a lot easier? Do you go into the restaurant and order a meal and also go back into the kitchen and tell them how to cook it? Do you buy a plane ticket or a cruise ship ticket and then also get on the boat and go up to the captain's court and tell them how to ride it? See, too much in our lives that we realize that we can trust a captain, we can trust a ship, but we can't trust God. Oh, I, I, I know what's better. I, I know how to handle it. I know the quickest route. But if you just stop and just watch God, it's amazing. Some of y'all might be with me at the end. Moses gives them three commands in verse 13. First, he tells them, fear not or do not be afraid or have no fear. Where does fear come from? I heard one preacher put it this way in a crossing that fear is false evidence appearing real. That they saw the enemy coming to them. It appeared to them they were going to be overtaken, but yet they did not realize that God is in the process of delivering them. Y'all didn't hear that? Let me rewind that. They were fearing the enemy coming to get them. They thought he was going to overtake them and harm them. But God was in the process of delivering them. You see, 
Many of us get afraid of the difficulties that face us. We get afraid of tasks that look larger than us. But can I help you out real quick? There's still a God bigger than all that. And sometimes, and sometimes we're not just fear of the circumstances that are against us. Some of us are fear of succeeding. That, that in order for you to succeed, you're going to have to work. And you're scared to do the work. It looks too hard. It looks too daunting. It looks overtaking. And see, so I might as well just stay where I am. You see here that God is going to deliver them. They, they said it would have been better to serve the Egyptians. Come on, somebody. It, to the, they were saying it was better to be in bondage than go into the land of milk and honey. It was better to make brick with no straw than to go into a land that our God is going to freely give us. It's better to be whipped all day in the hot sun than to able to have a land that we did not till, we did not prepare, but we can walk in and say it's mine. You see, the enemy brings fear, but God brings hope. Help, him, help, help your neighbor out, they miss it. Tell them God brings hope. So when you're having fear, the enemy has stuck his way in somewhere. Because the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. I don't know about you, but I'm afraid of that stuff. But that's why I like the psalm said, though I walk to the valley, so I shall not what? Fear. Come on, somebody. So when I know who's in control, I don't worry about how things get out of control. Uh, come here, come here, Peter. Jesus, this boat's out of control. But I see you walking on water. I want to be where you are. Just say, and I'll come. Come. So Peter goes. Come on, come on, come on, Ben. The disciples, uh, the boat is rocking. The ship is wearing massive. Do you care? If we perish, he got up and said, peace, be still. Both of those circumstances shows us that though the situation they were in was out of control, there still was one who was in control. I'm going to leave you all alone. It seems like some of y'all didn't catch that, but I'm going to keep on going. Come on now. The enemy wants to bring fear unto us, but God knows how to work everything out for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. See, proper fear is to fear God, to be in awe of him, to revere him, to realize that there's only one person who's awesome. Only one person is awesome. And he is Lord. He is Jehovah. He is Yahweh. He is Adonai. He is our peace. He is our counselor. He is our provider. He is our healer. He is a refuge. He is a rock. And when we look at him, then we can look how, how God spoke to Abraham. Y'all remember Abraham? Who went up to sacrifice Isaac. And the angel says, do not harm him, for I, I now I know you fear the Lord. Y'all heard that right there? says, do not harm him now. I know you fear the Lord. And then the Lord provided a sacrifice to point out that I do not desire human sacrifices, but a ram. Hello, somebody. 
Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. You see, there's another time Joshua talked to the people afterwards in Joshua 24, 14. He tells them that you now fear God and serve him alone. You should not fear nobody else. Hello, somebody. We're living in a time now that people are fear of laws, fear of politics, fear of money, fear of debt. But I fear none of that. Y'all don't hear me? Because I only fear one. That's God. And when we put that in proper perspective, it's easier for us to say, like Paul said, to live is Christ. And to die is gain. Why? I've made up my mind that no matter what comes my way, I I see what you're trying to do against me. I see how the enemy's trying to attack me. But I can be like Job. Though he slay me, yet uh, I will trust him. Now, sometimes I try to get things in my hands and try to have control. But that's when I'm out of control. But when I let go of everything and I just surrender to God, it's amazing how God starts working things out. So tell your neighbor, have no fear. It don't matter if they vote about the economy, about health care, about what's going to happen, about marriages. Just have no fear. Because the Lord is in the midst. Said the Lord is standing by. And that what they were singing about. So all you got to do is just stand firm. Stop all the complaining. Stop all the murmuring. Stop looking back and try to see how you can go back where you came from. How, how is it you're going to be delivered, but you want to go back to the jail? Going to lock yourself up and say, I'm free. We have conditioned ourselves that when we have been living in sin, living in bondage for so long that it has been so comfortable to us that we don't know anything else. The Stockholm Syndrome comes from the bank robbery in Stockholm saying how they became affects their affinity towards their captors because they held them so long that they became liking and ambo go to them. The ones that oppressed them, the ones that had them locked up, the ones who threatened their lives. It was kind of hard for them to get any evidence on them because they started liking them. That's how the enemy gets us, that he gets us liking our sin. That we start staying with it, that we think our stuff don't stink. We think what we're doing is not messed up, but we messed up from the floor up. But yet we are so messed up, we can't tell our left from our right. We look at ourselves in the mirror. We don't even recognize ourselves, so we stop looking in the mirror. We stop taking care of ourselves, and we're just happy living in the mess that we're in. But as soon as light starts coming, you want to complain, you want to go back to the dark. But when we've, been re- when we've been redeemed, when we walked into his mother's life, we start seeing the ugliness. We start seeing the dirt and the messed up stuff we used to do. And we start wondering, how could I have gone so far? How, how could I have been so cruel? How could I have been so mean? Lord, how can I just go there and be a rebellious against you just like that? And we start feeling convicted and we start confessing. We start repenting. And our God starts applauding. He starts redeeming. He starts renewing. He starts refreshing. And all of a sudden, you start seeing peace. Psalm 40 says, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in the time of trouble. It says, mountains will fall. Come on, somebody. 
in the heart of the sea, though the waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, but there is a river whose stream may glad the city of God, the holy place he most just. What I'm trying to point out, that no much what, what's going on, God is our river. So let the mountains shake, let the seas roar, but no, but God can bring peace. Am I right about it? Because it goes on to say in verse 10, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted above the Italian neighbor. Be still. So you do not need to be afraid. And you just need to be still. But now catch this. While you are removing yourself of fear and emboldening yourself in the power of God and his mighty peace in 16. Y'all don't, don't know where that's coming from. Stand from the, in the power of his God. And, and catch this. While you're standing with no fear, now your eyes need to do some work. It said, watch the deliverance of the Lord. Y'all catch that? Watch the deliverance of the Lord. It's pointing out to us that while you are, 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 are looking at the obstacles that are before you, the situations that seem great to you, they seem insurmountable, they seem big, they seem like great and high mountain peace, but yet you, you decided, you resolved yourself that I will have no fear. I will stand right here and catch this. I will wait to see the deliverance of the Lord. And what I like about it, he says, today you'll see it. Y'all see it right there? Not the next day. Not later on. But today you will see the Lord deliver you. Hello, somebody. What he's pointing out to them, that those who have oppressed you over 400 years, those who've maligned you, who abused you, they will be abolished. They will be if y'all don't know, if you go back, God tells that to Abraham, they will be enslaved, but yet I will judge them. Some, some of y'all Bible scholars looking blank. That's a go back and read for yourself. But God tells him before that he even has one son that I will punish those who oppress you. Glory be to God. And look what he's doing. Pharaoh and all his armies are coming after him. He's telling I will deliver them. I want you to grab this too. It's, it's, it says that Egyptian history, that they will wipe out all defeats. They don't make records of that, so they don't have that. So that's why it's kind of hard for the Egyptians to talk about this time. Because they don't want to be reminded of their defeat. Sometimes some of us need to realize this, that we can remind somebody of his defeat. Hello, somebody. As much as he'll come and try to antagonize us and tell us, because the sad thing that we have our children walk in the streets and all they know is death. All we got to do is remind them that death will be defeated. Come on, somebody. That we need to let them know that our God has come to give you life and give you life more abundantly. But yes, yes, there's death in the streets. But do you understand that I can show you life? Because Jesus come to give us life. He is the life and the resurrection. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the living bread. And if we can point that to them, they realize that no longer do they need to go back to in bondage and in slavery, realize that there is hope. That there is life. The enemy has, 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 us, has us messed up. That when stuff comes our way, we want to blame God. That's the enemy doing his work. 
Look, look, look how they came at Job. I'm using Job because sometimes we overlook it. But look at Job. His wife, his friends tried to tell him to curse God, but he, Job realized that it wasn't God causing a problem. He knew that God was not causing the problem. He knew that God was merciful. He knew that God was loving. He knew that God was benevolent. So he realized when problems came his way, he knew who the culprit was, so he turned to God. Same as here, Moses knew who the culprit was. He told them, turn to God. Fear not. Stand still and watch the deliverance of the Lord. Look what he points out. says, today you will not see them no more. Hello, 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 hello. Some of y'all, y'all just help me out. Y'all just help me out. Just, just look behind. Just look behind. Everybody just look behind you and just say bye-bye. <laughs> mm. God's going to remove all our troubles. All you got to do is just say <laughs> bye-bye. <laughs> he said, I will remove them and you will see them what? No more. He says, I will separate the sins as far as the east is from the west. He says, I will throw your sins into the deeps of the sea and look upon them no more. I'm so glad that God can separate us and redeem us and remove us from our sin sickness. And even that, he can also remove our enemies from us. Because it says, watch the deliverance of the Lord. When I have that word, the deliverance or the salvation, know the root word there is Yeshua. Yeah, y'all heard that before? Joshua. The Lord saves or the Lord delivers. In the Greek, it's Jesus. The Lord saves, the Lord delivers. And it says, watch <laughs> and see the deliverance of the Lord. He's showing us not only for them that God is removing their bondage, he's removing their chains. Some of us need to realize that we have been in bondage and sin just as the Israelites were in bondage in Egypt. And we too need to say goodbye to our Egypt. And realize that God can remove us from our sins. He can remove our enemies. And we will be delivered for how long? Forever. Hello, somebody. Because he's telling them that they are looking to go back. But God says, don't ever go back to Egypt. Tell your neighbor, don't go back to Egypt. There's, not, there's nothing good there. There's nothing profitable there. There's nothing that's going to add on to your life there. Don't go back to Egypt. But go into the promise of the Lord. God has given them deliverance. Look, look how he's given them deliverance. We see here, he says in verse 13 or 14, for, for the Lord himself will fight for you. Oh, thank you, Lord. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad that the Lord can fight for me. Because I sometimes feel like the Israelites telling people that it's your fault I'm in this mess. Hello. The Israelites blame Moses, and then we tell you to leave us alone. It was better for me because in our time of transformation, our time of change, we realize that it starts getting hard on us. It, it's, 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 I don't know about you, but I know my flesh is weak, y'all. And, 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 and I remember Jesus telling the disciples, for pray so you shall not fall into temptation. For the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. 
I don't know about you, but I, 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 I can agree with that. And then, and then I, I kind of I agree with my man Paul when Paul says, oh, wretched man am I. When I want to do good, evil is right there. And, and it says, evil that believes, no longer I that do it. Hello, somebody. Who can save a wretched man? Says, I but glory be to God. So I, 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 I can agree with them and testify with them that my flesh wants to go back to satisfy itself. My belly wants to satisfy its own appetite. But I thank the Lord that I've been set free. That the flesh no longer has dominion over me. That I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And he has empowered me with his Holy Spirit. Uh, I don't know about you, but let me remind you. Paul said it this way. Do you not know that the same power, tell your neighbor that same power, that rose Christ from the grave is also in you. What's that mean? That same power that had him walk on water. That same power that fed the 5,000. That same power that cursed that victory. That same power told Lazarus come forth. That same power that told him get up and walk. That same power that made the blind to see. That same power that made the deaf to hear. That same power. So that means I can say in that same power, ha <laughs> ha, enemy you can't stand here. <laughs> because I am on the rock what rock am I standing on? On Christ, the solid rock. And my Jesus says, upon this rock, I will build my church so the gates of hell cannot prevail. Uh, come on, Pharaoh. <laughs> Hit me with your best shot. Uh, but I got a, a heavy weight on my side. Uh, and he's still undisputed, undefeated, heavyweight champion of the world. Y'all know Muhammad Ali, right? You know when he knocked people out, he already knew the count. He put his arms up before the referee finished because he knew they was knocked out. He hit Stanley. Listen, he said, I don't know about you, but many times in my life, I see the enemy coming after me. I got to look at him just go like this. Woo! Because I know he can't beat me. Because great is he that's with me. Than he that is in the world. I, I know that I have no power, but I know the one who has all power. I know that I'm small, but I know who is greater. Am I talking to somebody here this morning? So I, I just stop complaining. I have I realize I can be emboldened and have no fear, and I'll just stand still and watch the deliverance of the Lord, realizing that what's before me he'll remove. Hello, somebody. So what's in front of you that needs to be removed, put in the master's hand? Because what I like about how it says that the Lord will fight for you. I said that God is a key character. God said, I am doing this so that Pharaoh know that I am Lord, so that they will know that I am God. And I want you to understand that God just wants you to know that he is who he is. In the Bible, consistently, the Bible gives us these narratives of little gods against the God. God is consistently fighting against these little gods to, for the affection of us. He tells us in, in Exodus, right, to what? Have no other gods before him. He wants us to know that I am a jealous God. Have no other gods 
before me. And when we put that in proper perspective, we realize that nothing should be before our God. That Cassius, 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 listen closely to what I am saying. No matter what problems come your way, you should go to God first. Moses went straight to God. He didn't gather the armies. He didn't say, get your ar-. He didn't say, gather the army, get your weapons, get ready to fight. No, he just says, be not afraid. Stand still and watch the deliverance of the Lord. And why? Because he will fight for you. So as much as confusion and stresses and depressions all around you, be not afraid. Stand still and watch the deliverance of the Lord. Psalm, 20, Psalm 27 says it this way. The Lord is my light and my what? Salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid of? Y'all catch that? So if the Lord is your light and your salvation, then there's nothing to fear. Hello, somebody. There's nothing to fear. If he's your strength, if he's your rock, there's nothing to be afraid of. So I don't know what you're going through, but he does. But I can't tell you this much. He's telling you, do not be afraid. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. But he's given us a spirit of power and a sound mind. God wants you to not have fear and watch and stand still and see the deliverance of every head bowed, every eyes closed. Lord, we just come and we just thank you, Father Lord, that we can stand still and be not afraid and know that you are able to deliver us. Now, Father Lord, that you sit high yet you look low to see about us, your people. And Father Lord, you see the enemies may come, and they may, but they will stumble and fall. Because, Father, Lord, you will redeem us. You will restore us because we are your people. You are our God. And you have, you have already decided that we will be your people. And you will be our God. And, Lord, we have victory in you. For the enemy has been defeated. Oh, death, where is thy victory? Oh, sin, where is thy sting? Lord, we thank you that we've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. But there might be someone here, Father, Lord, who's struggling who's in bondage, who's in chain, feel like they just can't let go, they feel like they can't be set free. But Lord, I pray right now that you will minister to their hearts that they will be still, that they will have no fear, and that they will watch your deliverance in their lives, God. That they will see you remove their enemies, remove their addictions, remove their habits away from them, God, and that they will walk in your promise, walk in your victory, Lord, walk in your light, and let you be their God. And they will be your people. Father, Lord, it might be here that backsliding, Lord, and that they went back to Egypt. They went back, thought that life was better that way. Lord, we pray right now that they just repent and surrender to you, God, and that they be still, have no fear, and watch your deliverance, oh God. Lord, I thank you that you're a graceful God, you're a merciful God, a loving God. That, Father, Lord, you desire for us, your children, to come to you, Lord, and you'll meet us right where we are. Father, Lord, just as that's Sinner, pray, Lord, we pray, Lord, have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. And, Lord, we thank you that you're full of mercy. You're full of grace. You're full of love. That you never fail. 
So, Father, Lord, we turn to you right now. Ask you to have your way with our hearts. May we, may we truly be open and honest with you so that we could truly walk in your promise and in your purpose for your people. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen.